Coming to you from the weirdest city in the world, Austin, Texas. This is the Sports Buzz. With your host, Spencer Spillman. God damn it, man. I swear you guys whip on me 13 or 14 more times. I'm out of here. And his co-host, Zach Chandonet. What? Did we just become best friends? Yup! And of course, the extremely unqualified producer, Ballot. I have no idea what I'm doing, but I know I'm doing it really, really well. Time to sit back, crack open a cold one, and enjoy the ride. Here's your host, Spencer Spillman. What is up, everybody? We're back for another episode of the Sports Buzz. I'm your host, Spencer Spillman. My two co-hosts sitting in. The real talent, Zach Shannon Chad Goodall, what up? And our producer, Zach Ballard. I just woke up. Not true, but uh, thanks for joining us, guys. Ballard, thanks for hosting. Thank you for our sponsor, Strangeland Brewery. Um, go out and visit those guys. Beer for any That's what I meant to say. Go out and visit Strangeland. Uh, right there off of Highway 360 at the Bee Caves exit behind Hat Creek Burger. Visit the brewery Fridays and Saturdays from 5 to 9. They do have extended hours on Saturdays. Go check them out. Um, you can pick up their flagship collection, which is what we are drinking tonight. There's four different beers in that flagship collection. Pick it up at Whole Foods, H-E-B, Specs, um, Twin Liquors, local bottle shops. Uh, a lot of places around Austin you can find it. And then um, follow them on Twitter at Strangeland Brew. Tell them you heard about them from the Sports Buzz. You can follow us on Sports Buzz at Sports Buzz TX. Um, if you listen to our college show, you know our Twitter handles. We'll give it to you real quick. I'm at Spencer underscore Spillman with one L. Zach Shannon A is at French Bean 89. Chad Goodall is at Mr. Chad Goodall. And our producer, Ballad, is at ZBallad. Give us some follows. Tweet at us. Uh, we are on Facebook as well. Um, look us up on SoundCloud and iTunes. That's uh, You can just search Sports Buzz on there. Um, subscribe, follow, give us some reviews. Uh, let your friends know you're listening to us. Today is still uh, Tuesday, March 28th, if you know how we run this show. We do record two episodes here on Tuesday. It is still Tuesday, March 28th. Um, recording, as always, from Austin, Texas, boys. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Weird to see. And we got a lot to talk about here. We got some uh, WGC match play, a um, couple other more golf stories, which I'm pretty excited about. Got some NBA MVP discussion. No, Chad can't wait to talk about that. And... Uh, the Rangers are moving to Vegas, boys. Got a yes, bunch, sir. got a bunch Woo! of stuff. We're covering all aspects. We got some baseball for you to talk about, Zach. So let's hurry up and get into it because we are uh, pressed on time today. Um, 
Zach, today is uh, March 28th. If you look at that as numbers, that is 3 28. The 28th of March, baby. And we're getting back into some NFL talk this week, which is always nice. But today is Falcons Day, also known as Patriots Domination. Why is it Falcons Day, though? Also known as Super Bowl 51. Why is it Falcons Day? Because it's 328, Spencer. It is the signifying moment of when the Patriots said no to Atlanta. Said no. Hey, he's been through Took bat what was rightfully theirs. Low, low, low. <laughs> Hank knows what I'm talking about. 3 28. The Falcons are up 28 to 3. The day that will live in infamy. Yeah. The but first see, ever Falcons Day. I I'm gonna celebrate it every year. Every year. I think it, it's better. It's better that it signifies three twenty eight because it's yeah three twenty eight. It's you like uh, with your team, right? It's so like May Patriots, the fourth. May the fourth. Star Wars Day. May the fourth be with you. Um, it's a good day, fellas. I love holidays. So, <laughs> not made up ones, real ones. So, guys, here ones. in our real opening, holiday from here on out. Here in our opening bit, um, we do want to say we have a. A live broadcast coming to you guys soon uh, on April the 8th for the Austin Soul professional Frisbee team here in Austin. Um, they're with the AUDL, which is what? The American Ultimate Disc League? Yes, sir. Um, the AUDL actually starts on April the 1st, which will be tomorrow if you're listening to us uh, as we post it. April the 1st. And then uh, we will be doing a live broadcast for the first home game of the season. We'll be out at House Park for the first Austin Soul game uh, with Hayes County Radio. So be sure to tune in to Hayes County Radio, listen into that. And let's go ahead and get into Keep Sports Weird. Because, guys, you know, I love talking about golf. Yeah, you do. Chad, yeah, we know. Chad, you and I were both out there at the uh, WGC this past week in Austin. And, uh, man, I, I thought it was awesome last year. They uh, they did it really well this year. I thought they did it better. They did. They um, did, absolutely. They didn't have any chicken wings, though. I was a little disappointed. They did really, really well, and I thought they did better this year, but they didn't have any chicken wings. Yeah, I, I feel like that's kind of my cue. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, usually that's, that's the cue, but... <clears throat> You missed really good wings last week. I'm just telling you yeah, that. Yeah, I know. Started off. Valid what we had last week. The wings last week uh, went on crazy flavor on you guys. Yeah, you did. Filipino style chicken adobo. New. I wasn't expecting it. I know you guys weren't expecting it. And I've got a new flavor for you guys this week. Another new flavor. Something I've never done before. So I'll take I'll take guesses before I get out of here. Is it is it out of the crock pot? It's no crock pot. Okay. It's got to be something mm-hmm. Asian. Does it have to be what? Why, Spencer? Because you're on that kick. I feel it. I mm. saw. I saw. It's a little racist, but I'll let it slide. I'm gonna go something Asian. <laughs> Just something Asian. Should I write that down? Chicken adobo is like a Mexican dish. Filipino <laughs> dish. Is it okay? So I'm, something Asian from you, is that, is that your official guess? You know, I'll go Korean barbecue just just to not be as racist. Or something I've made before. Good guess. Uh, Shannon, uh, what do you like? I like a guess because I cheated. I already know what it is. How do you know? Definitely saw that bottle. Okay. Well, I, saw the, I saw the, yeah, the yeah. bottle. That's why I thought it was an Asian uh, something. Uh, I, got, I got no idea what flavors you guys have already done. So Throw it out. Uh, I'm going to go with the classic, but ever so gentle, lemon pepper. Lemon pepper. Uh, something I've never done before. Yeah. Um, 
No, that that that's a salad dressing I bought. Asian yes, sesame. Yes, I saw the wrong bottle. <laughs> I so saw do you have song. a pick? Do you have a pick, Shannon? Do you think I would just leave that out? You think I don't recognize you guys are looking for the flavor every week? Kind of hurts my I've feelings. never been looking. Make a pick, fool. I'm gonna go with Asian sesame. Asian sesame, though. Asian sesame. <laughs> um, he's not that double. Spencer, before I leave, we're in. We're already in. Keep sports weird. Will you introduce our April contest or enter challenge? Yes. So our April challenge. Being that the Masters is, uh, as is Friday, Masters week would start in three days from Friday. Um, we are going to challenge to see who can wear a golf polo, different golf polo, different golf polo, every day of April. Got to post a picture. Got to send it to our group text. If you don't do it, it's got to be tweeted. You got to tweet it for the viewers. We can tweet it. It's a lot of tweeting, but I can do that. A lot of tweeting. Spencer doesn't know how to do it, but he'll be all right. I know how to tweet, guys. Um, We will post pictures and see who can go 30 days, different golf polo every day. I love it. Can't can't reuse one. I feel like you have a slight handicap since you play golf, and you have way more golf polos than all of us. Dave. You you picked up this challenge? I know. I'm just saying I'd love like a five-sure handicap. I don't want a handicap. I don't need a handicap. You don't, don't think, need a handicap. I don't think you guys deserve a handicap. Well, hmm. y'all are a bunch of scum, so y'all don't deserve a handicap. <laughs> all right. Well, it's on then. No said. Um, by the way, though, we need a chicken wing sponsor. Tell we, the people what's we going do, on with We that. do need a chicken wing sponsor. If you know somebody, if you're listening, if you know somebody who can get us one, let us know. Um, so, guys, let's go ahead and talk uh, the recap of the World Golf Championship match play, the Dell Technologies match play. It's pretty fun, Chad, huh? Yeah, it was a lot of fun. You went, fun. you went what, Friday? I went Friday. I went Friday. Uh, I got to go with uh, the mom. So, yeah, Deborah. Uh, shout out to Deborah. Shout out to Deb. Uh, yeah, we had a great time, man. Uh, we, were, we were posted up right on the 15th green. Yeah. Uh, we were getting free drinks and free food, so you can't really complain there. Uh, you know, we got to see a lot of people come through. My mom's a huge Jordan Spieth person, so oh, yeah. we had to follow him while he was there. You know, uh, a lot of walking out there if you're following a group. It was it was a lot of walking, but the weather was beautiful. Oh man! And you could not ask for a better course to be on. No. It was it was absolutely beautiful. What they've done out there is phenomenal. Right there on the Colorado River, Lake Austin. I mean, it is. With, with the Pennybacker Bridge as the backdrop, I mean, there is nothing better than Austin Country Club if you're looking for a scenic course to play. Yeah, membership out there, just a, you know, very reasonable 100000 a year. So. And, and there's a large, large waiting list, so yep. good luck. Um, yep. Man, it was it was fun to watch. You know, we all kind of, you know, Zach went with, with the hometown boy, Spieth. Um, who'd you pick to win overall? I don't remember. I think it was Matsuyama. Uh, you said maybe just just for the name. Um, I know who Chad picked. I think I played that game. Yeah. I know who Chad and I picked. Uh, I know who Ballad picked because he was out. Was it he picked Jason Day and Jason Day didn't even play a full round. He played like three holes. Yeah, and that's <laughs> unfortunate, man. That you is know, really tough. Uh, that shout is out tough. to Jason Day and yeah. his family. You know, prayers yeah. out to you guys. It all depends on how his mom recovers, but she has gone through her surgery. Um, he left because she's she had lung surgery on Friday um, for lung cancer. So 
Say what, LeVar Ball would have never left that championship. No. LeVar Ball no. would have played it out, man. He would have played through. Um, played through but good, good for Jason. Comments. Good for Jason Day because because family does come first, and um, you know these guys here are my family. I've grown up with with Chad and Zach, so you know doesn't matter if if their family is in trouble, or if my family is hurting. You know we're we're gonna do whatever we have to to take care of them. Um, so prayers for for Jason Day and his family, his mom. Um, you know, a couple other guys withdrew, which kind of made it weird because uh, guys got free passes. Um, but you and I were, were pretty spot on with our picks, brother. We were. We were. You know, um, the way Ron was playing, uh, you know, on Saturday and, and the first part on Sunday, <laughs> did you I, was see... getting a lot, I was getting worried. His putter, he was looking really, really good. Did you see the the top shank that Sergio hit? On 13? I did. Against John Rahm on I Friday? Did. Oh, man. I was waiting for the driver throw into the water. I was hoping so. I was hoping so because I had a couple of buddies that were uh, in the lake over there, and, and I was waiting for them I to, to come to back. I would have dove in so, to get it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, he's he's been known to throw a club into the, into the lake before. I was hoping the driver was going to be one of them. Um, didn't happen. John Rahm beat him 6-4 and four and just beat the dog out of him. Uh, his fellow countrymen and uh, from Spain, um, but man, you and I were, were pretty dang spot on. Dude. You know, we should have played a parlay of we some should've. sort because uh, we would have been really good on that. Uh, uh, yeah, Dustin Johnson and John Rom both make it to the final, and it was really une- uneventful to start. John Rom couldn't. I wouldn't say it was uneventful. Well, John Rom couldn't make a putt, man, and, yeah, and that's what yeah, you're talking about. You know, he he did get, he did find the putter early on in the mat in the um in the tournament, and all of a sudden he just forgot how to putt. He couldn't make a three footer against Dustin Johnson. Maybe the pressure got to him early on. Yeah, that or he should do a Scotty Cameron. I don't know which one, <laughs> which one which one worked. He but didn't. He found it in the back nine. I'll he tell you didn't, that. He did because he was still using the same putter, the same spider tailor-made putter that Dustin Johnson uses, and Jason Day uses the red one, just like Ron. Um, but all of a sudden, he turned on this this second gear. I mean, for a 22-year-old kid to just fire it up like that, that was cool to watch. And... You know, he's like, I'm five down through, what, eight, seven or eight holes. Nine. And he turned it on. He won He won nine to get it back to four. Yep. Won ten to get it back to three. And just battled back his whole way. And, and birdied 16, which was awesome, to get it. Birdied 15 and 16 to get it back to one up. Uh, Dustin Johnson was one up. And then they went to 18. Dustin Johnson had a one-hole lead. And John Rahm drove it over the green. And I thought, oh, my God. Dustin Johnson lays up, comes up short on the green. And did you see the the, – could you hear the noise of the porta potty door slamming shut? I, I didn't hear it, but I heard them talking about it, it on, on the air. So it, it frustrated Rom, but you couldn't really tell when it shot. But there's no way that ball stayed up on that hill. I don't know how. That's the fastest shot on the entire course on that hole. Um, Dustin Johnson hangs on to win. He's won three in a row. The last three tournaments he's been in, dominating. Uh, I mean, 
there's a there's not really a whole lot you can say about Dustin Johnson. Chad, that was definitely the popular pick. He's the best player in the world as of now. Yeah, it's a popular pick. However, when it comes down to these things, Jordan Spieth last year were, was the number one golfer coming into it. It was his home course, but he didn't get to do it. You yeah. know, so uh, coming on a hot streak though. You're playing well. It definitely helps. And Rom Rom was playing well coming into it. That's I saw why... I saw how Dustin Johnson played this course last year. You know, he took steps and measures to play it better, even better this year by lowering his driver I, and then upping his three wood on loft. So I did check the tape, and you said that he made it to Sunday last year. He did not. Uh, he was not in the Sunday pairings. Okay, so he lost last round. Lost Saturday. on Saturday. Um, so he made it to the weekend. Okay, so that was that. yeah. This that was our recap for the uh, the match play in Austin. It was awesome. Hey, real quick, Spencer. So you were you were there over the weekend. Yeah, we both. Yeah, we both were. Oh, uh, did you did you get any like interviews while you were there? Did you like talk to anybody? I got some videos. Did, oh, oh yeah, videos. Uh, Rom Rom gave me a John Rom gave me a thumbs up. Any like official official like sports buzz interviews while you were there? You know, they were on the course. I wasn't able to speak with what them. What about like high like, like like spectators? Fat so. chance. And any spectators? Any uh, just fans? What about caddies? Like, are uh, you working at all this weekend? Do you even care? No, no, I was trashed. I was trashed. I didn't drive there, so I got... <laughs> Host of the sports bus. I got hammered at the course. I enjoyed the the tournament as it was. Perfect. Yeah, so I did that. Um, Way to go, Austin. Try to keep it here a few more years. There you go. The PGA, no, they have it for, the ATX. They, they, have, they have it for two more. Two more. But I'm hoping that uh, hope they, 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 they keep it around. How many there was more? Two. Two. There was more people I wish than it I... was 13. <laughs> There was more people than I've ever seen at that tournament. It was packed. It was awesome. It was you great know, actually, atmosphere. Friday was uh, kind of mellow. During so, the first three days, yeah. it's it's fairly relaxed. But during the weekend, it was packed. Um, let's go ahead and get into uh, you good with that. And we'll stick with golf and talk with, uh, with you, Zachary. And we'll see if, uh, if you're good with Jordan Spieth playing a practice round this week. With Super Bowl MVP Tom Brady. I mean, if you're trying to get better at any craft, you hang around goats. That's <laughs> all I'm going to say. I'm absolutely good with that. Greatness breeds greatness. Tom didn't marry just some nobody. He married Giselle, one of the greatest supermodels who's ever lived. I think she's the highest paid supermodel in the world, if greatest. I'm not mistaken. Greatest. She's so, a goat. I'm Chat. just saying, goats breed goats. I'm goated so you keep, <laughs> you keep that goat line going. You goat it up, dude. Chad, uh, are you good with this? With Steve ah! taking a practice round with two nobodies and Tom Brady? Not absolutely, because one, he's playing golf. Two, he's getting health advice from Tom Brady. So, I'm, I'm, all, I'm completely good with this. I'll, Valid. I'll yeah. say what I'm not good with is you calling the two other guys some nobodies. I don't know who they are. You had the Under Armour CEO <laughs> who and might be... his shirt. Never yeah. heard of him. Never, Never heard, heard of him. him. Kevin Plank, write it down. And then you got Augusta member okay, Jimmy, Jimmy Dooney, who was apparently a Irish football player from... 1949. So, oh, so a footballer. Uh, yeah. He's a nobody now, but he's an Augusta member and a, he's a legend. 
I bet if you made friends with them, he's a he'd be your most famous friend of all time. Well, Condoleezza Rice is a member of Augustus, so... <laughs> As of what, last What a good... Why should you know what years? Two years ago. Congratulations, uh, Augusta. I, I mean... Welcome to the 2000. I'm, I'm good with the fact that he's... That he's playing with Tom Brady, but I'm not good with the fact that it's a week before the Masters, and you're out there having a round with the CEO of Under Armour, Tom Brady, and this guy who doesn't know shit about golf. You, I, think, you really think he's just not doing? He's it's pay, not working on he's anything. No, I realize. I realize he's he's working on stuff, but you're out there with with three guys who don't play golf for a living. Business. You go ethics. ethics. One of the guys makes Jordan Spieth who he is because of Jordan, everything that he's Jordan doing. Spieth and Tom huge... Brady sponsor Under Armour. Jordan Spieth yeah. and Tom Brady are both on huge contracts by Under Armour, so they're not worried about that. Jordan Spieth should be preparing for the Masters and and going on one-on-one practice rounds with him and his caddy, or him and another golfer and their caddies. Right. When playing sports, you should just be dead serious. All of the time. Time out. Spencer, have you ever taken a day off just because from your job? Don't say no, because I know you have. <laughs> yes, guys, I have. <laughs> but this is different. all we're saying. And with that, let's move on. <laughs> Tour, right. Next, you're good with that. Yeah. So, this the is PGA about. Tour is going to test using distance measuring devices, basically range finders, uh, on multiple PGA Tour affiliates, and they're going to go with the Web.com Tour, the McKenzie Tour, uh, PGA Tour Canada, basically, and the PGA Tour Latino America. America. America, sorry, I didn't pronounce it correctly. Emily would be pissed. There is an accent. Uh, yeah, there is. Um, we're white. There's one thing I've learned, it's get the accent yeah. right. Um, so they're going to attempt to use these at all three of those tours in four uh, consecutive tournaments. And I just want to ask, as as a golfer, you know, we all play golf a little bit. Chad, are you good with this, with, with professionals using... So golfer and asking non-golfers. Use, no, you guys, we've all played golf. I, I beat Spencer at golf last time we played. We've so. all played golf. Uh, I'm pretty good. Are you okay with this? Are you good with this, Chad? With professionals using rangefinders rather than going with the yardage books and the caddies? You know, I'm kind of torn on this. I think that it would make the game of golf more viewer friendly, and that there'd be people getting closer to the hole. This that, and the other, uh, they know which clubs to use at the right times. From that point. Uh, and it, it actually makes their time more valuable because they're not having to walk the courses days and weeks ahead of time to go ahead and get these measurements. So on that front, I'm, I'm good with it. You know, I really don't have a problem with it because I think it, it, it you have to hit the shot. It doesn't matter. Everyone's going to be on an even playing field no matter what. So on that front, I'm, I'm good with it. I don't, I think, Bella, I think it'll be all right. Bella, what do you think? Yeah, I'm way good with this. Uh, the main reason is it's going to make golf way more fun on TV. I can't wait for that range uh, rangefinder cam to come in. Like anytime you see a player put their rangefinder up to their their face, you know there's going to be a do 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 rangefinder cam, and that's going to make golf 
way more fun to watch on oh, TV. Yeah. So, so I'm totally good with this. So Zach, ball tracker. Yeah, and the range and the range fighter. Zach, write it down. Are you good with this? Um, I, I'm good with the idea that it makes golf it makes golf move a little bit faster. It makes good players take a little bit better shots every single time. What I'm not good with is that I know certain golfers dedicate journaling every course they've ever played, every hole they've ever played, the distance, the weather, everything that makes up what a course is. And I think to me, what that shows is just the experience and the work that's put into it. And I think that's the ultimate thing that's being taken away from is that the years of studying and developing courses and how they change over time, I think is what a lot of people put time and effort into. And I think when you bring in a rangefinder, you eliminate a lot of what that work is. Yeah, and, and I agree with you. I'm, I'm not good with this at all. I, I don't like it. Um, you know, as the, as the average amateur golfer, yes, you're allowed to use rangefinders in tournaments. As a professional, you rely on your caddy. You go through the hours of, of hard work and labor to get these yardages, and it takes away it takes away from the integrity of the game in my opinion i'm not good with it i think you need to stick with caddies let them figure out the yardage Um, speaking of caddies yeah (laughs) speaking of caddies god that was so hard to get through so hard so glad it was so hard right now so hard uh val can you scroll down just a tad yeah, I'll scroll right down. there, right there. No, no, up, up, yep, yeah, up, up, yep, yeah, up. Just a tad. Okay, okay yeah, right that's, there. That's all I need. Oh, yeah, right there. Yeah, right there. Oh my god, I just right need there. to. I just need to get his name. Um, so, ripped. a rookie on tour, twenty-three-year-old Grayson Murray, uh, has has tweeted out to Lindsay Pellis. If you don't know who Lindsay Pellis is. She is a Playboy model. Don't if you don't know who Lindsay Pellis is, don't look her up at work. Pause the show right now. Stop listening. Just hit pause. Pause it and go look up. Search Lindsay it Pellis. on Google. Lindsay, spelled with an E, L I N D S E Y P E L A S. Search it because you will not be disappointed. If you're too stupid to sound it out, just not stop on the work watching. phone though. Make sure it's a regular. Uh, go go Google Chrome Incognito. Yeah, absolutely. Private incognito. Um, Grayson has asked, <laughs> has tweeted that at Lindsay <laughs> that he Since would. You're it through the Take over. Take over. No, please. I'm not taking over. I'm getting beat the, either the way. Ballad, the ballad would like. Ballad keeps poking the freaking mouse right on these certain parts. Lindsay is very attractive. Okay, Just be professional, Spencer. Okay. 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 I'm gonna read. Uh, so Grayson has asked to to get Lindsay to be her his his caddy at the Masters Par Three contest. No, we're all good at this. Let's just <laughs> and uh, so basically, Lindsay Pellis said, okay. If you make it, so he has to win the Shell Houston Open this week to qualify for the Masters. God. Yeah, which is a long shot, but hey, it might pay off. We don't know. I'm rooting for him. I'm rooting for him for sure. 
I mean, you remember when when Rory everybody in the when Rory was dating the, uh, the tennis player. What's her name? Uh, Caroline Wozniacki. Oh yeah, Wozniacki. Yeah. yeah, she got it for him. So, and Bella just keeps showing us. And well, just just I mean, look. I mean, Rod, just Rogers was dating what? Sasha Gray. Who? I don't know. Who? Right? Is that who Aaron Rodgers is dating? No. I don't care anybody no, right now that's, besides that's, Lindsay Bella. That's, that's the only thing I care about. Beal. Oh, Jessica Beal. No, Jessica Beale's married to uh, Just, Justin Timberlake. I'm no, pretty sure it's Sasha uh, Gray, dude. No, it's it Sasha, might be. No, 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 no. That is something that we need to look up and get. Aaron Rodgers sure. is not with Sasha Gray. I promise you that right now. I hate the girl that Aaron Rodgers is with. I'll look this up. I look it up. Um. So, Ballad, what is our next? You good with that topic? Uh, the next you good with that? Uh, President Donald Trump. Olivia Munn. Yeah, that one. Uh, yeah, apparently, Olivia apparently Munn. hates baseball. He says he's not going to throw out the opening pitch. He didn't say he has baseball. No speculation, uh, which I feel like I I yell at back on. Sounds sounds like CNN reporting on fake news that that he hates America's pastime. No, didn't you hear? I I, I say allegedly and speculation that he hates baseball and therefore hates America. Um, But he he doesn't want to throw the opening pitch. Which I'll start off. I'm not good with this. If, if you're the president of the United States, you, you can move your schedule around. And his his alibi for why he can't do this is he's got a scheduling conflict. Hey, Trump, you didn't have a scheduling conflict every weekend when you went and played golf at your golf course. So why don't you carve out two hours to go throw a fucking pitch at a baseball game? Shannon A., what about you? How are you feeling about this? You good with it? Bingo, bango, bongo. Ballad's got it right on this one. Every president throws out a ceremonial first pitch because it's what they do. It's called tradition, and if you don't have tradition, you don't have shit. This is America, and it's America's pastime. You're the president of the United States of America. Chad, I'm not good with this. You good with this? No, I'm not good with this at all. I I agree with you. It's America's pastime, and not only that, it's with the Washington Nationals, who's based in D.C. They're opening up a... Olive Branch, or whatever you want to call it, to Donald Trump, saying, hey, look, we're okay with this. Come throw the first pitch. All it takes for him is two minutes to throw the pitch and then leave. What scheduling conflict could you not postpone for 30 minutes? I don't understand. Hopefully he's doing something really good in office. So, Guys, I, I am good with this. I am oh. good with this. Oh, so I'm surprised. You know, Donald Trump, he's the president of the United States. He's a busy man for now. For now, <laughs> uh, you know, maybe he's maybe he's not going to be in Washington at that time. Maybe he's he's going to be across country talking with in Mar-a-Lago. With, you you don't know. You don't know where he's going to be. He says he has got a scheduling contract uh, conflict? conflict. Conflict. That's yeah. what I'm going to say. Here's the thing. I don't think Trump plans that hey, far ahead. Hey, no, no, no. Can, you, can you can you let me finish? Uh, I could, but... You guys are talking about, you know, this is America's pastime. Guys, this is also America. He doesn't have to throw out the first pitch. He didn't fill out a March Madness bracket, which apparently was on Obama's... That wasn't... Number number one thing to do every year was (laughs) fill out a March Madness bracket. While Trump is like, hey, you know... um, I'm going to go ahead and, uh, and worry about presidential stuff and not fill out a bracket... So, I have no problem with this. I am good with this. I have no problem with him not throwing out an opening pitch. Really doesn't matter. You know, you, we've seen 
presidents throw bad first pitches. I mean, we've seen a lot of celebrities throw yeah, bad first throw pitches. Them. Yeah, and I will judge you based on that. But you have to do it so I can judge you. But why? But why? Why do you judge him for not doing it? Maybe he's trying he's to make the judgment. He's Maybe not he's, he's, yeah, he's this isn't sports guys talking politics. Yeah. I'm not good with it. Okay. Let's move on. Okay. Yeah, for sure. Okay, this should have been a sports guys because we could have gone. We could have, but this is more important. Val, bring us in. We should have bring us about. in. Uh, we got a, a good old fashioned. Let's break this down. It's NBA. It's that time of year. We got our basketball analyst in the office. Uh, so let's get into it. NBA MVP talk. Uh, Spencer, can you uh, set the stage for us, please? Yeah, so we got James Harden, Russell Westbrook, Kawhi Leonard, and LeBron James. Pretty much the four guys in the running hey, for him. the MVP. Throw them in there. He deserves He deserves it. I don't know who that is. Yeah, Isaiah Thomas. Round it up. He's not going to win. Not even close. Not no, even, no, but he should be in the discussion. He's not be, even, not even he going be to be. should be in the talk. Won't be. Won't be, though. Um, I'm, not I'm just saying he won't be in the talk. Um, I'm just saying once he did. Man, Kawhi has no chance. His numbers are just not good enough. His team is because he plays on a team. Plays on a right? team. <laughs> yes, exactly. But corners. Um, and and my guy, Russell Westbrook, my former team that I rooted for. <laughs> Thought you liked that. Thought you liked that. B Jones would like that. <laughs> uh, B Jones doesn't listen to this show unless he's on it. Um, Russell Westbrook, <laughs> Anthony Davenport would love him more than <laughs> B Jones. Uh, Westbrook is not going to win it either, even though he's going to finish the season averaging a triple double. I mean, the, if, if you take, if it's really the most valuable player, you take. Russell Westbrook off his team. You take Kawhi Leonard off his team. You take James Harden off his team. And you take LeBron James off his team. Three out of the four of those teams still make the playoffs. OKC is the one who finishes with 20 wins. And we talked about this last week. Russell Westbrook is going to be the first player to finish averaging a triple-double since 61-62 like we talked last week. I really, truly believe that Russell Westbrook is the <laughs> most valuable, bless you, is the most valuable player in the NBA if you take him off of a team. Just with the supporting cast he has. The rest of those three guys have a much better supporting cast. I'll turn it over to you, Zach. You tell me who your MVP candidate is because I, I just don't see anybody who's more valuable with what they have around them than Russell Westbrook. So to me, and and to me this really comes down to, yes, you have Kawhi, yes, you have Isaiah Thomas, but the real talk comes to the three production guys, LeBron, Russell, and James Harden. It's easy to pick on James Harden because he Kawhi, does... Kawhi is averaging 25 or 28 points. He's something. a high scorer, but yeah. the total production the compared to everything, it's yes. not the yes. same because yes. he gets... So much team production. Yes. But my guy is James Harden, and it's James Harden because he's that guy. If you take James Harden out of the last three seasons, that's over 8,000 minutes, almost 9,000 minutes that he's not playing for the Rockets. This year alone, he's second in the league behind Andrew Wiggins in total minutes played with 2,666. 
I mean, the guy is always on the floor, and he's battled through minor injuries. He's 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 a staple of the Rockets, and I think that's what part of being a most valuable player is, is that regardless of, of where we're at in a season, you're going to show up, you're going to be on the floor, you're going to produce. Yeah. Um, and that's just kind of the big thing. Um, obviously, there, there are lots of turnover issues and defensive issues that I think James Harden kind of gives way in the MVP talk to. Got a lot better. But he's gotten better over the years. And I think that's kind of the biggest thing is how much do you take into consideration growth and maturity and development? A lot better. And and right now, he's the only participant out of the MVP candidates to play in every single game so far. Um, And he's averaging 29.4 points a game, 11 assists, and 8 rebounds. So... Um, and he's gotten the Rockets to 51 wins so far. Um, the Rockets are going to make a run in the playoffs. I think they'll go pretty deep. Uh, we'll see how it goes. Him. But I think James Harden is that guy because he is such a consistent model on the floor. That's what, to me, makes James Harden an MVP. I, look, I told you that the Rockets are my team until Kevin Durant's healthy again. You know, that, that's my team. I'm, I'm a Rockets fan until KD's back. Um, Chad, I know you got a different perspective on this. It's the bigger picture. Yeah, I do. So, um, I agree with what you're saying about Harden, and I, I, I understand what you're saying about Russell Westbrook. Um, let me start off with Russell Westbrook. Russell Westbrook's going to average a triple-double this year. He is playing phenomenal basketball. However, he his shooting percentages are down from last year. He's taken more shots than he has last he year. He has to. And he's going to break a 30-year turnover record that Harden is going to break as well. He's got the ball every possession. Exactly my point. So, Russell Westbrook is not going to win. His team is not going to win 50 games this year. No MVP has ever won an MVP with their team losing or winning under 50 games. So, in my eyes... Russell Westbrook's out. He cannot win the MVP because his team has no shot to win the title. They're going to make the playoffs because of him. He's he's not the the most valuable player because he's not going to lead his team to a championship. That's what the MVP is going to be able to do. But the NBA team, I understand what you're saying, but in the NBA, the the most valuable player comes from a team who has a shot to win the championship. The MVP award is a regular season award. I'm there not gonna. A... I'm not gonna argue with you because if you look at the stats and the statistics behind this award, no one has ever won the award when their team has not won 50 games. Yeah. So you think that the people in charge of the MVP voting are gonna give us Russell Westbrook because he averaged a triple double? But nobody's ever had ever averaged a triple double since Oscar Robertson. In yeah. So did Oscar Robertson win the MVP that year? I have no idea. Look it I up and then let me know. Look it up and let me know then. Because that can't be your only argument is that he's going to average a triple-double. I'm just saying it's only happened once ever in NBA history. I agree. I just said he's he's a phenomenal player. He's done really, really, really good. You know, I, I would give him the best player in the league right now. That's what I would give him. Not the most valuable player. Most athletic. That too. So Really? Uh, what, most athletic? You think he's more athletic than LeBron James? Because I thought I think was, right now I thought both of them are one two. I thought LeBron I think, was okay. I think right now Russell Westbrook has to be the most athletic. I mean, LeBron's not going to get up anymore. He's what 30, 34, 33 yeah. years old. So 
Um, the next one that I'm going to go to is, of course, uh, James Harden. So, uh, James Harden, he's averaging 29 points a game, 11 assists per game, 8 rebounds per game. LeBron James' numbers, he's averaging 26 points a game. He's averaging 9 assists per game. He's averaging 8.4 rebounds a game. Both these guys are almost averaging a triple-double. Yeah. Harden's Harden's playing out of his mind, and the the Rockets are much, much better team. They're both averaging a triple-double. I think both of these guys are MVP candidates. Um, You know, the way that I look at this is James Harden is a plus 6 on plus-minus. LeBron James is a plus 15 plus-minus. So when LeBron's actually off the court, the Cavs are worse than when Harden's off the court for the Rockets. LeBron James is shooting 54% from three, or sorry, 54% from the two. Harden's shooting under 50%. James Harden is shooting a better three-point percentage than LeBron, but only by two, two points. LeBron is my MVP, and the reason being is for the plus-minus. Yeah, everyone is going to bash on LeBron and say he's not doing what he's done in the past, but... LeBron James is the best basketball player that we will ever have the chance to watch. Okay, in but, the past, but you can look at you can look at the plus minus and Draymond Green a couple years ago was plus minus like twenty five. We're not 34. talking about those guys. We're talking about the guys in the NBA. Well, no, no, I'm talking the previous years. I mean, Draymond Green was plus minus. That was your big point. It was plus minus. That was compared Draymond, to these two. But I'm saying Draymond Green was a plus minus when he won Sixth Man of the Year of like almost thirty points. And what was all of his other stats compared to everyone else? I'm comparing these two guys' stats. I'm telling you right now. I'm just, I'm just saying. I'm just trying to be devil's advocate here and say that plus minus doesn't mean as much as you think because people don't look into that. I mean, Draymond Green didn't win MVP when he had the biggest plus minus in the NBA, maybe ever. I never, that I never said that LeBron had the biggest plus minus. I said that LeBron, out of LeBron and James Harden has a better plus-minus well, than sure James Harden. Well, I'm sure he has a better plus-minus than all four of those guys. So then how is he not the MVP? He's the most valuable player. I'm for, saying... Out of, out, of these, out of these four guys. I'm saying... When they're not plus on minus the court... doesn't mean that much as far as MVP goes. It means exactly what we talked about to start this segment was the best player on the best team, and that's probably going to be James Harden. Hey... I, I would not have a problem with James Harden winning this award. To I me, he, it's LeBron yeah. James for the fact that you said that it's the most valuable player to their team. So if you're talking about the guy who, if he's out, their team's not going to be as well, is be, do as well, then if you look at the plus minus, they, which is actually a stat for that, James Harden actually doesn't do... James Harden is actually a they, plus six when LeBron's a plus fifteen. They so, still have, so LeBron James is actually more valuable because they score more because of what he does for yeah. them. Cleveland, but, but, Cleveland but, still hold on. Cleveland still has Kyrie, Kevin Love. Kevin Love's hurt. Keep they, going. They still have all these guys. But they're hurt. They've they been hurt for the whole Smith, year. But they still, Smith's been hurt. Dude, they still have all these people that have been on the team, whether they're on it. While he's there or while he's not. I'm saying if he goes away, they have these guys who are veteran players. As if you take Russell Westbrook away, who do they have? They're healthy. Besides Ennis Cantor getting hurt, they're healthy. 
Jay Jay who do they have? Like, it doesn't matter. We're talking Steven about Steven Adams. Steven Adams and Dennis Cantor? They played. You have waiters. You have guys that have stepped up and actually contributed. We're we're talking about the MVP, okay? The Thunder are not good. I'm exactly. I'm saying most valuable. No one on that team is going to win an MVP because they're not going to reach 50 games. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. No, we're going to kick that out. We're going to kick Russell Westbrook out. Spencer, it's it's not going to happen. I I I I agree. It's not going to happen. But I'm saying you're not going to win the surrounding. The surrounding cast of these other teams are so much better than what the Thunder have. If you take Russell Westbrook away, that team is a 15-21 to 21 team. They're a Laker team. Here's the thing. We could debate this all night, and quite frankly, we just don't have time. But <laughs> we will see who wins the MVP. And at some point, someone's going to say... It's going to be James Harden. I was right. I Yeah, I think it's James Harden. It's going to be James Harden. I, I agree. The guy who said the least gets to say it. I love that. Let's move on. Spencer, what's next? Let's call the movie company. Oh, Let's I just, call him. Hold on. Before we go on, I just want to say, Oscar, real quick, Oscar Robinson, 61-62 is a year. He got is a sophomore year. Got triple-double. Did not win MVP until Bill 63. Russell, yeah, Bill Russell won it in 61 and 62. Um, Let's call that moving company. Yeah, I, I just want to say that. I was right. But. The moving company... <laughs> Is is being called by uh, the Oakland Raiders. They're on their way to Vegas. Yes, they are. America's uh, Sin City. And, uh, I mean, this wasn't even close on the owner's vote. It was 31 to 1. Do we know who voted against it? Yes, I do know. Yes, the Miami Dolphins voted no. California team. The well, Miami Dolphins. Or Florida, Florida. Florida team. They, the, the owner came out and said the reason he voted no is that his reason is based on the fact that NFL teams and owners should do everything in their power to build the communities that they're involved in instead of just uprooting and moving. Um, and so that's just the, that. the reason why he voted. Makes sense. Um, so, yeah, the Raiders are going to Vegas. It's been approved, pretty much. Um, just need to pay for the stadium. Um, Ballad. Tell us about uh, how rules are rules and all this stuff about how the the zebras of the NFL, the referees, and and why they're not allowed to go to Vegas. Yeah, rules are rules. And the NFL has had a rule for a very long time that referees and on-field officials are not allowed in Las Vegas. Not during season and during off-season. They have to have special privilege to even enter the city limits. Uh, obviously, that's got to change. If you're going to have games in Las Vegas, you're going to have to adjust that rule. And I'll say this, that this change of an NFL team going to Las Vegas is going to open up the doors for legalized professional sports gambling in the United States. I said it here. It's a hot take. But watch. in I'm, I'm calling it in 10 years, which is... Far too long to wait. Professional sports gambling across the United States, across all states, will be legalized. And people will look back and say that this was one of the turning points. That was too hot. You heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. Um, And we will talk about all the voted on rule changes next week in our pro show. Um, But we're going to move into our, our segment, Hashtag Hashtags. Um, after Devin Booker, yeah, it's, so, it's hard to say. 
after Devin Booker scored 70 points, uh, Twitter kind of exploded. And people are freaking out. And somebody, I'm pretty sure somebody called him a first ballot Hall of Famer. Uh, that was... Um, Through the NBA Instagram, I believe, is where it came from. Uh, I want to yeah, say that's right. Yeah, Devin Booker, first ballot Hall of Fame now. Um, that, uh, at Humble T. Yeah, I don't know who that is. Um, Tyson Chandler, for everyone saying it was an L, okay, I watched a 20-year-old turn the garden around and, <laughs> and heard them chanting his name. So, I mean... Marquise Chris, don't know who that is. I mean, Devin Booker, dude, the guy is, tw- like he said, as Tyson Chandler says, 20 years old. He, can you guys name a, a guy who's 20 years old and scored 70 points? I'll wait. No? Okay. Um, there's only, what, three guys, two guys that have scored more points than him ever in NBA history, and that would be Kobe Bryant and Will Chamberlain. If I'm not mistaken, unless somebody scored, <laughs> unless somebody scored more, bless you. By the way, sorry. Um, I don't know anybody that scored seventy or more other than Kobe and Wilt. If you can tell me who it is, I'd uh, be very, very impressed. Um, good for you. Hashtag uh, hashtag HOF Hall of Fame, guys. Yeah. I'm just pissed off that Marquise Chris, also of the Phoenix Suns, okay. tweeted, all you people hating came and score 70 on 2K. <laughs> Watch me, man. I mean... I have done it twice. 2K, you don't want to bring that challenge up. I could score at least 70 on 2K if I'm playing a scrub. I'm, I'm just saying, it's fine for Booker to be happy about this, but the fact that the Suns are celebrating this, you lost. It's, it's still an L. Like, it doesn't matter what you accomplish when you still lose. I'll say this. If, if your first name starts with a D and your last name is Booker, pretty good chance of being fantastic at basketball. Yeah, so there's... Shout uh, out Dale Brooker. You're welcome. So there's, uh, you know, at least five players that have scored over 70 points. Okay. okay. Just, just saying. Okay. But it's... it. I mean, Kobe Bryant was the last one before Devin Booker. Yeah, in I mean... 2005. I mean, Will did it, what? Uh, Will did it a lot. Three, then again, it was four, a different game. Will did it five times, actually. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's pretty good. Uh, so let's go ahead and get into uh, a quick segment here. A good old troll move. Uh, would you guys call this guy Father of the Year? He uh, he had great seats. Oh, fantastic I mean, seats. I mean, we're talking like second row, Cleveland Cavaliers. He has a sign that says... Thomas, which is his son, get your grades up, and next time you'll be here. Peers Love, playing, Dad. Peers are playing the Hornets, which actually would be a pretty good game to be at. Uh, I mean, this is second row seats, third row seats, and this guy has the Cavaliers logo on one side and then a crying sad emoji on the other. I think it's awesome. Um, I think he's dad of the year. Great troll move. Get your grades up, kid. You know, um, especially coming from a, you know, I'm not trying to trying to judge, but coming from an African American father, you know, that's that's the. No, I get where you're coming from. 
you know, know what I'm saying? Especially in Cleveland, Ohio. You know, the African-American population is known to, to not get an education. I'm not trying to be racist here, guys. It, I think it's awesome. I, good for you, Dad. Get your kid to, to study, go to school. All you kids, hopefully there's no kids listening to this show because that that's just gone awful. Oh, uh, the college show. Yeah. Uh, but good for him. Um, Here's the thing. I want to see this guy's grades. You know, how are your grades, Dad? Doesn't matter. He's got second row seats. I'm sure he's got some money. Yeah, yeah. He's done. He's at some level, he's done just fine. He's done enough in his life to get to where he's at and have these seats. So yes, you can definitely pester your child to get his grades up. Good for him. Good father move. Let's go ahead and uh, get into what Zach wants to talk about. Zach, tell us about the World Baseball. Classic, because I know you love that baseball. Well, there was some controversy early on. Mexico got shafted, but rules are rules. Hey, they have to rules. abide by them. Yep. Um, but the greatest thing happened. The United States played Puerto Rico. Two best teams, obviously, faced each other in the finals. Well, Puerto Rico's won it what? Puerto Rico's probably the best team in the world. They've won it like two or three years in a basis. row. They've won it several times. Um, but it's usually between them and the Dominicans. Typically. Usually. Typically. I mean, we, has the U.S. ever... We'll see what... The U.S. has never won a w, WBC, right? Is that true? Yes. I can't say that. Yes, it is true. I promise you. This I'll was the first there. the first World Baseball Classic that the U.S. had ever won. Which started in 2006. Right. It hasn't been around be very fair, long. It's not a very long time. It hasn't been around very long, <laughs> but... You know, dominated by... By oh, and that's true. We've never made it into the finals before. Yeah, exactly. Um, but we won our first title. Um, it was pretty awesome, honestly. We got a great pitching performance from Marcus Stroman, who ended up winning the MVP. <laughs> they didn't um, just win. Dominated Puerto Rico, man. Dominated. And eight to nothing. I mean, I can't say enough, dude. Baseball and how it's reshaped here in America has been a big trend over the last really three, four years. Um, but it, I like the way baseball is headed right now. I mean, it's it's becoming an all-incorporating, all-encompassing sport that is really reaching these, these outskirts. I mean, we're really starting to, I don't want to say exploit because that's not the right word, but... I guess bring to light a lot of where our talent comes from in baseball. I mean, it's it's a lot of foreign influence. Yes. It's a lot of Japanese, Chinese leagues, a lot of Central lot America, of Central America, yeah. Dominica, absolutely. Um, a lot, a lot of these Latin American countries that are have always really yeah. dominated the sport. Um, the fact that baseball is becoming more encompassing of like how FIFA is with the World Cup and things like well, that, where it's bringing these national yeah. national teams together to show it's not just about who you play for, but where you're from as well. Yeah. I think it's a great thing for baseball. And the fact that the United the, States is, is the w, keeping up with the all The WBC is, is played every year. And, you know, the U.S. has never been to a final, never won a final. And so that was huge for United States baseball. And... You just spoke about it. You know, you get these you get these huge players. I mean, you look at Carlos Correa uh, for the Astros. I mean, one of the biggest prospects coming out at in the draft. He was the number one overall pick. Um, 
you know, hopefully this will start bringing the American baseball players around to it. You look at Bryce Harper, Mike Trout, guys like that that are kind of bringing baseball back to America. It's a huge deal for America to to win this as the first time ever. The WBC, I mean, they play it every year, but, you know, the U.S. kind of always falters. And you look back into, you know, Nolan Ryan and, and Tom Glavin and, and, you know, these these guys that were from Texas and from the United States of America. Now we have these players, Carlos Beltran and, and all these guys that were such big names. So, yeah, it's, it's huge for baseball in America, huge for baseball in the world, good for the USA, good for you, and good for y'all. Good for you. Good for y'all. Go now, what out. do we got next? We're, uh, we're going to go to timeout. We got a couple of football players got to go to timeout. Uh, yeah. Uh, tell us about Spencer. Um, the Bears, uh, I think that's DeAndre. It's spelled very strange. DeAndre Hall. (laughs) DeAndre Hall and Packers. McKinton. Dorliant. I don't know. These these names are absurd. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, no. I'm sure you don't. Um, they were arrested in Cedar Falls, Iowa. Both guys went to the University of Iowa. Uh... Bowser told police that he was assaulted after a fight broke out um, inside the bar. Uh, what Hall was arrested for? Uh, he's disorderly conduct. Disorderly conduct. Spit on an officer's face. <laughs> uh, used a taser on Hall's legs in order to get him to the squad car. Uh, so that would be restraining arrest or resisting arrest, I guess. Um, and then Dorliant, uh, was detained because he approached officers in a threatening manner. Yeah, you gotta go time out for that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, and, I, you know, I'll be honest, I've, I've been in jail before. Sure. I think we Uh, all, uh... I, you know, if you, if you, if you respect the officer, they're gonna treat you with respect. Uh, you know, Chad. Chad's the only one that I think has not been been in jail for a night. You know, a couple, couple of a couple of bad boys. Oh no, Zach. Zach. Uh, Zach hasn't been in jail before. Um, uh, you know, a couple of bad boys. You're going to go to jail. It's yeah. just it's just part of that lifestyle. I mean, I I I, I didn't choose the lifestyle. I just live it. Hey. So uh, thug, thug life. <laughs> lifestyle. Lifestyle chose me, right? Lifestyle thug, chose me. Thug life. I didn't choose the thug life. Thug life chose me, man. You know what the thug life chose was uh, Trayvon Boykin. Trayvon Boykin. What happened to Trayvon? Uh, So he got in a car wreck and was arrested. Injured five people. He went through a bar, did he not? So Trayvon Boykin was a passenger in this car. The car went through a bar. That's all all I know. Yeah, the car went... Okay, so Trayvon Boykin... Uh, was a passenger in a car that ended up injuring five people. Uh, I think it left, what is it, maybe eight people injured. Um, and he was held on marijuana and public intoxication charges. Mm. The thing so, about this one is it's not his first time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's been down this road before. 
So, uh, second time offender, maybe third. We don't know. Well, he got out the car, and that's public intoxication. That's the problem. The thing is, if you do that, you gotta go to timeout. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Who's next? Uh, Lionel Messi. Um, The good old boy of uh, soccer. Yeah. Uh, The little flea. He's he's very, very good. Um, uh, He... He yeah. verbally so, abused a, a referee, right? So in the last World Cup qualifying match against, I believe it was Chile, uh, Messi was, the FIFA said Messi was guilty of having directed insulting words uh, and misconduct towards uh, the, the referee, the official. Um, he's been suspended for four matches, uh, which are four of the next five World Cup qualifying matches for Argentina. They actually just lost one. Um and uh, he was also fined 10,000 Swiss francs, which comes out to 10,160 American dollars. So the franc and the American dollar. Good news. They're about even right now. Uh, good good for uh, good for that. Uh, that's He wipes his ass with that on a daily basis. Real quick, I'll say this makes soccer look really soft. Like, we got all these football players who are getting in car crashes and getting in bar fights, and Lionel Messi mouths off to a ref and gets a four-game suspension. Soccer, you gotta step it up. You gotta not, do better. Not, not just a car crash. They ran a car through a bar. Which, I mean, yeah, I get it, but they haven't been suspended yet. Zero games for that. And uh, in soccer, you, you say a potty word to a ref, out for four games. A potty word. Uh, <laughs> a potty word. I will say, referees in under FIFA... Arbitration are not allowed to do anything when it comes to soccer matches. So if they get punched oh. in the face, they have to just take it. All right, as they should, because soccer players are willing to bet Guys. throw the wimpiest punches of all. If there any soccer players listening, meet me in my house, the studio, on Tuesday nights. We'll duel it out. I'm not screen. Don't. I hope Zidane Zidane is not listening because I hope he, he is. Will, he will headbutt the shit out of you. Yeah. That's all soccer players want to do is headbutt people. Hey, if he comes here, I'll be happy. That'd be cool. Headbutt uh, and flop. Ballad, we are over time. Let's get into first impressions. First impression, we got a little NBA action coming at you. We got the Nuggets and the Hornets. Spencer, real quick, what's your first impression? Hornets. Hornets. What about you, Zach? First impressions? I like Denver. Who does not? I'll take Denver as well. And then what about you, Chad? Hornets yeah, or Denver? Yeah, Nuggets. Woo! <laughs> we like it all. Uh, Chad, send it back to you. We have the 76ers. Take it on the Cavs. What do you think? Cavs. Uh, I'll take the Cavs as well there. Shannon A., what about you? Cavs are on a fat skid. I'm taking the 76ers. Spencer, we want the 76ers? <laughs> I would never pick the 76ers against anybody. I just Cavs. Picked them. All right, send it back to you, Spencer. The Mavs, my team, Dallas, taking on the Grizzlies in Memphis. What's your first impression? Mavs need to make playoffs, so they got to win. Send them on Mavs. What about you, Shannon? Any first impressions on this? I like Zebo. I'm going Grizzlies. Grizzlies. I'll take my hometown Mavs. Chad, what about you? First impressions? I'll take the Mavs. That a boy. What about Grizzlies. you? Send it right back to you, Chad. We got the Spurs going to Oklahoma City to take on the Thunder. Yeah, yeah. I'll take uh, the Spurs over Spencer's Thunder. Yeah, I like that. Uh, I'll take the Spurs over Spencer's Thunder as well. Uh, th- uh, uh, Spencer, I'll just put you down for the Thunder, and then Zach. No, no, about no, you? no, no. So, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go Thunder just because I think Pop's gonna sit some people. Perfect. What about you, uh, Shannon? What you like? Uh, Rusky go for seventy and a triple double. I'll still get the Spurs. Okay, and uh, <laughs> Zach, let's bring it back to you. The Rockets taking on the Warriors. Uh, I'm not gonna go against my boy James Harden right now. Go Rockets. 
Uh, Spencer got a lean on this. What's your first impression? Uh, yeah, no Kevin Durant. Rockets take this one. Chad, what do you think? Yeah, so I'm going to go against Spencer's Rockets and pick the Warriors. Yeah, I'll go against Spencer's Rockets as well. Pick the Warriors. (laughs) Uh, We got the Jazz taking on the Spurs. Chad, first impressions? Oh, man, I love the way the Jazz are playing right now. Um, I'm I'm, going to take the Jazz. Jazz. Um... I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with my Spurs. Oh, Spencer Spurs. You like Spencer? <laughs> I like Spencer Spurs here as well. Uh, Shannon, a, what's your first impression? Uh, never bet against the Spurs at home. I got Spurs. All right, uh, and that brings us into our nightcap. Yeah, so we we're gonna do this um, before in our first impressions. We're gonna go and move right into the nightcap, sponsored by Strangeland Brewery. Thank you. Thank you. And we're going to do some predictions on the Shell Houston Open. Ballad, go ahead and start us off. You know what? I was looking at the Shell Houston Open, and there's no way that I can't root for and think who will be the winner, our boy, who has a chance to bring on the best caddy of all time. Yeah. Uh, Grayson Murray. Yeah, you're right. You know, I don't, I don't think he's winning, but if I'm out here making picks and putting that into the aura of the golf world, I'm all Grayson Murray. What about you, Zach? What's your, what, what do you think about that? Uh, I want to root for Grayson, but I won't. <laughs> How dare you? Did you see the lady we put up earlier? Yeah, I see. I'm already going to be in a lot of trouble for this anyway. It derailed the whole show. How are you not going to pick Grayson Murray? derailed us. I'm distracted by colors. I'm going Ricky Fowler. Ricky Fowler for Shandon A. Chad, what you got? Uh, Chad, tell us. Yeah, you know, uh, I'll actually be at this tournament, so I'm super stoked to uh, get out there again. It's a good uh, feel. Yeah, it's the last year that Shell's going to host the Shell Houston Open, so... Um, <laughs> No, I'm serious. So it's gonna be nice to be out there for its last time. Um, I'm gonna go with John Rahm. Uh, you know I like that pick. I, just, I like the way that he's playing, and I don't see anyone in the field. Uh, last year in the Shell Houston Open, there was a you know a guy that came up out of nowhere. Or was it Jimmy Walker last year or something no, like that? No. That I thought it was Zach Johnson. Did Zach Johnson win it last was year? That a couple of years ago. Yeah. See, so, someone someone always some nobody always wins the Shell Houston Open. So. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll show you go with John Rom and make sure okay, that it yeah. happens. So. so, I I don't I don't think I like I like the pick of John Rom. I think he's playing hot, but you know he's young and it may not be as big of a deal. But he did play the same amount of matches as Dustin Johnson. Um, I do think he's tired. Dustin Johnson took the week off to rest for the Masters because it is the week after the Shell. Um. Jordan Spieth is still going to play it. Jordan Spieth has almost missed the cut and finished. I think he won the Masters a year. He didn't win, uh, didn't make the cut at the Shell. And then he finished second one year at the Shell and finished second at the Masters. So Jordan Spieth knows the course. He plays it well. I think Jordan Spieth is somebody to watch out for. Um... But I got to root for our boy, man. Grayson? Everyone's rooting for him. I got to root for Grayson. 
I, I really have to root for him. Um, if I'm going to pick somebody, I think it's going to be, you know, somebody like like Jordan Speed. Uh, I won't pick I won't pick John Rom or Masayama because those guys are preparing for KJ Troll, baby. Phil Mickelson always plays good at the Shell Houston Open, but I will Go with your boy Adam Scott. Nope. I will not pick Adam Scott. Uh but I will say that if I'm gonna pick a winner, it's gonna be Pick one. Spieth or Pick one. Mickelson one. Pick one. Uh Udo. Now. Three Mickelson. Two. Good. You got it right there. I like it. Fig Jam. Old Man Mickelson. <laughs> I'm, picking, I'm picking Fig Jam. Left handers never win. If you don't know what Fig Jam is, so wrong uh, tweet us. I'll tell you. At SportsBuzz, TX. Tweet us. I will tell you exactly what Fig Jam means. Okay, sure. Right. Do it. What do you want, man? Wrap this bitch up. Well, you're the expert. I'm hungry. Okay. Uh, so we're we're pretty hungry. We're gonna go eat some wings. Um, you can find out next week what the uh, flavor of the week was. Please follow us, subscribe, iTunes, SoundCloud, Ballad. Thanks for clicking buttons. Pleasure to host the podcast. Yeah, whatever. Uh, uh, that's all right. <laughs> my uh, <laughs> my two co-hosts, Chad Goodall. Man, it's always a pleasure, man. Enjoy being here. Glad you're back in uh, in the hometown. Absolutely. It feels good to be back. No humidity. And the talent of the show, Zach Chimney. That's Cheers. Better. Yeah, thanks, man. Uh, I'm your host, Spencer Spillman. We are the Sports Buzz. And we are out. This party is officially over.